0: Now my soul magnifies the Lord, and in my spirit I rejoice in God, who is my Savior. He has looked upon the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth every generation shall say, I am blessed. For God Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. I'm your host, T.M. Moore. This is volume 11, number 1, Biblical Theology Edition. A Harmony of the Gospels presents the separate gospel accounts in four parallel columns, making it possible for us to see where the accounts of Jesus' earthly sojourn line up and complement one another, and where they record information unique to each writer. A Harmony of the Gospels is a good tool for devotional reading and meditation. A blended harmony attempts to bring the four different Gospels together into one combined narrative, preserving each writer's distinctive contribution to the story of Jesus, but blending accounts to expand the narrative through the contribution of each evangelist. And that's what we'll be bringing you over the next many issues of the Inverse Theology Project, A Blended Harmony of the Gospels, The Greatest Story. Ever told. And since this is the Inverse Theology Project, we'll be presenting the story in blank verse, unrhymed lines of five iambic feet each, a poetic form used by such well known inverse theologians as John Milton and William Cooper. We will be guided by A.T. Robertson's venerable Harmony of the Gospels throughout this effort. In this installment, we combine accounts from Luke chapter 1, Mark chapter 1, verse 1, and John 1 as the introduction in blended blank verse to the story. Since many have already taken it in hand to put together an account of all that has transpired among us, just as those who from the very start of these events were witnesses and servants of the word and told them to us, So I, too, upon completing careful research, thought that I should write out for you from the start the story in its fullness, orderly and accurately, so that you might know the truth, my friend who loves our Sovereign Lord, of everything you have thus far been taught. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word himself was God. The Word was in the very presence of the living God when everything began, and everything has come to be through Him. Apart from Him, nothing at all has come to be. In Him was life, the life which is the light of every person, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot comprehend or overcome the light. A man came sent from God, whose name was John. This man came as a witness, that he might bear testimony to the light. This man was not the light. Instead, he came that he might witness to the light. The true light, he who shines on everyone who comes into the world which he created, came into the world, but it did not acknowledge him. He came unto his own, but they did not receive him. But to everyone who does, he gives the right to be the children of the living God. To all those who are born, not of the will of blood or flesh or of the will of man, but of the will of God. The word became flesh, and he dwelled with us, and we have seen his glory, like the one begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John witnessed of him crying out, The one who after me is coming, he will be before me, since he was before me in existence. And we have received of his abundant fullness waves and waves of grace. For though the law was given to us by the hand of Moses, grace and truth have come through Jesus Christ. No one has seen the Father, but the one begotten of him who existed in his bosom, he has made him known. Herewith begins the good news of the Son of God, of Jesus Christ, the Word. It came to pass when Herod was Judea's king, there was a certain priest whose name was Zechariah, who was part of the division of Abijah, and his wife was named Elizabeth. She was descended from the first priest, Aaron. And they both were righteous in the sight of God, obedient to all his law, and in his regulations, blameless. But they had no children, for Elizabeth could not conceive, and they were both now getting old." It happened that as Zechariah was performing his responsibilities before the Lord, according to what his division of the priests had been assigned, it fell by lot to him to go into the temple of the Lord and there to make the offering of incense, while outside the people waited, praying at the hour of incense. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to him, just to the right of where the incense would be burned upon the altar. Zechariah, seeing him, was terrified and overcome with fear. But then the angel said to him, Fear not, O Zechariah, for your prayer is heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, shall bear a son for you, and you shall name him John. And you will be exceeding glad and will rejoice, as many others will when he is born. For he will be called great before the Lord, and he shall drink no wine or strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Spirit from his mother's womb, and many of the sons of Israel shall turn unto the Lord their God, and he himself shall go before him in Elijah's power and spirit, and will turn again the hearts of fathers to their children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. Thus he shall make ready for the Lord a people well prepared for him. But Zachariah said to him, How can this be? For both my wife and I are old. The angel answered him and said, My name is Gabriel. I stand in God's own presence. I was sent to speak to you and to proclaim this good news to you. But behold, you shall be struck dumb and will not be able to speak until the time these things shall come to pass because you did not hearken to my words which in their proper time shall be fulfilled. Outside, the people waited for the priest, and they were wondering why he delayed so long within the temple. When at last he came out, he could not speak to them, and they came to understand that he had seen a vision in the temple. He began to make signs with his hands, though he remained unable to speak to them, and it came to pass when his assignment was fulfilled that he returned into his own home. And then Elizabeth, his wife, conceived, and she secluded herself for five months For she said, Thus the Lord has done to me, now that he has looked on me, so that he might take away my shame among the people. Six months after this, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to Galilee, and to a city there called Nazareth, to meet a virgin, one betrothed to a man named Joseph, a descendant of the great King David, and her name was Mary. And when he appeared to her, he greeted her and said, "O oh, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. She was troubled at his word and wondered to herself, What might this kind of greeting be? The angel said to her, Be not afraid, O Mary, for you have found favor with the Lord. Behold, you will conceive within your womb and bear a son, and you shall call him Jesus. And he will be great and shall be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give to him the throne of David, his ancestor. He shall rule the house of Jacob evermore, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. How shall this be? asked Mary, seeing that I do not know a man. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High God shall overshadow you. Therefore, that which is to be born from you shall be called holy and the Son of God. And now, behold, your relative Elizabeth is pregnant, for she has conceived a son in her old age, and is now the sixth month of her pregnancy, she who before was barren, for no word of God shall be devoid of power. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, so be it to me then, according to your word. And so the angel left her. Mary rose and went into the hill country at once, into a town of Judah. There she hastened to the house of Zachariah, and she gave a greeting to Elizabeth. It came to pass that when she heard this greeting, then the child leaped in her womb, and she was filled with God's own Holy Spirit. Then she raised her voice and cried aloud and said, O oh, blessed are you among all women, blessed is the fruit within your womb. And how is this to me, that you, the mother of my Lord, should come unto me? For behold, as soon as I heard your salutation, the babe within my womb leaped joyfully, and blessed is she who has believed, for there will be a fulfillment of the things which have to her been spoken from the Lord. And Mary said, Now my soul magnifies the Lord, and in my spirit I rejoice in God who is my Saviour. He has looked upon the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth every generation shall say, I am blessed. For God Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is forever on all those who fear his name. For he has shown great strength with his own arm. And he has scattered all the proud in heart and put down princes from their thrones. Yet those of low degree he has exalted those who hunger he has filled with many good things, but the rich he sends away with nothing. He has greatly helped his servant Israel, that his mercy might remembered be, just as he spoke unto our fathers, unto Abraham, and to his seed forever. Mary stayed about six months there with Elizabeth. Then she departed and returned unto her house. The time came for Elizabeth to be delivered, and she bore a son, and all the neighbors and her kinfolk heard the Lord had magnified his mercy to her, and they all rejoiced with her. And so it came to pass on the eighth day that they all came to circumcise the boy, and they assumed that they would name him Zachariah like his father. But his mother answered, No, but his name shall be John. They said to her, None of your kindred bear this name. And so they looked to Zachariah and made signs to him what he would have him called— He asked them for a writing tablet and he wrote, his name is John. And they all marveled and all at once his mouth was opened and he spoke and blessed the Lord and great fear came on all who lived around them. And this news was spread throughout the region of Judea. All who heard it laid it up within their hearts and wondered what this child might be because they knew the Lord's hand was upon him. And his father Zechariah prophesied, for he was filled with God's own spirit. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, blessed be the God of Israel. For he hath visited and wrought redemption for his people, and has raised salvation's horn for us within the house of David, his own servant, as he spoke by all the holy prophets who have been since all the world began. For he has saved us from our enemies, and from the hand of all who hate us, that he might bestow his mercy on our fathers and remember his eternal covenant, the holy oath he swore to Abraham our father, granting us deliverance from our enemies to serve the Lord with fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days." And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High God, for you shall go before the Lord's face to prepare his way, to give to us the knowledge of salvation and remission of our sins according to the tender mercy of our God, by whom the day from on high shall visit us to shine upon all those who sit in darkness in the shadow and the fear of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And so the child grew strong in spirit, and was in the deserts till the day he showed himself to Israel. Visit our website www.ailbe.org, that's A-I-L-B-E dot org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous editions of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology Masthead. Volume 11 of the Inverse Theology Project continues with our next issue, Creational Theology, as we begin the first of a three-part series looking at Homer's Odyssey. Until then... For the Fellowship of Alba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.